0: This episode is brought to you by the generous donations of John Carey, Laura Pickren, Nico Batson, Elizabeth Clark, Daryl Delaney, Ryan Royce, Irene Viorito, the Cam family, Charles Compton, Emily Estella Scott, Michael Clark, and David Scrams, as well as all of our generous patrons. Correctly with
1: the Radio where gamers roll.
0: Look not to the skies, nor the depths below, nor even the distant past or future. Seek the divine within. For the blood is the life, and in its call can be heard the promise of eternal life. One has but to listen. Mantra of the Blood of Vol. Hello and welcome to Eberron Renewed, a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I'm your Dungeon Master, Eric. And I'm Philip. And we have an exciting Eberron Reduced for all of you wonderful people. Bump it up, ah. Because scheduling for four people is hard, so That's we need true. to we need to fill a week, um, but we're going to fill it with quality content. Training so. montage. <laughs> um. So yeah, we are going to cover where we pretty much exactly where we left off last episode, uh, with Beric headed to the Orion Enclave to meet up with Daedric Banar, um, who is should be arriving there shortly. Uh, with Booyah leading the way, which Randy is not here, so we'll figure that out. I'm going to talk uh, to talk to Booyah so much just to try and make you do the voice. Uh, I'm not good at the Booyah voice, though. Here, let me call I him. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Randy, you awake? No, he's most certainly not. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah, let's just pick up where we left off. So you are leaving the Enclave. Um that uh, you've been staying at and training at with uh, Booyah leading the way for you. Mm-hmm. Um, are you just wanting to head straight there?
2: Yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't really have anywhere else to go at this point.
0: Okay. Um, so yeah. Um, give me, give me perception check. 21.
2: 21
0: um you don't get a sense uh uh, but i
2: am blind
0: (laughs) yes um yeah go and do that with disadvantage 17 okay um so that that was kind of a preemptive one uh for me having you just kind of uh see how well you sense if anybody may be following you or anything like that and you don't sense anybody uh anybody seems to be trailing you or even taking much notice of you uh at least not people that have magica, magical auras surrounding them um so yeah um the orient enclave is uh a level up above where you are so oh, good. um you all are, are going to have to take a sky cab um so does sharn this-
2: have does sharn have like elevators is that an option
0: uh, I don't. I don't yeah, care that we take a, a sky cab. Longer. I just.
2: I just don't remember if if Sean has that kind of yeah. thing.
0: Uh, it just takes a very long time, and there's different transfers and stuff like that. No, there's sure. not elevators that go all the way up and down. Um, so yeah. Um, uh, you you reach uh, a platform and you hear a voice. Uh, where do you need to go? Ah, and booyah say orion enclave (laughs) okay orion enclave that'd be five gold pieces which booyah pays yes booyah gladly pays and tips generously Um, (laughs) so uh yeah it's it's a really short ride um very disorienting to take a sky cab blind yeah yeah i would think so um so uh, after a, couple, after a, a relatively short uh, cab ride, you come uh, lurching to a halt uh, and you depart. Uh, it, there's a lot more sound going on in this part of the city. A lot busier, uh, kind of the hub of uh, uh, economic uh, activity in Sharn with, with the uh, 12 and their enclaves being present here. Um, a lot going on and uh booyah says uh enclave this way and uh <laughs> leads eric uh, eric
2: follows sort of you know and he's he's starting to get the hang of working with the with the walking stick to sort of just sweep back and forth ahead of him trying to avoid tripping
0: over anything yep if uh if okay with you booyah be quiet for a while <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fine um yeah, I need some time to think and contemplate over everything that's been going on. Um, so yeah you uh you see a lot of magic up here though. in fact, uh you you notice something that you haven't really encountered since your uh, uh, uh blindness t- uh took hold um, that you see like what appear to be kind of ornate markings floating through the air. Uh, and you realize that you you are seeing the outline of dragon marks on people um oh. glowing somewhat uh, just like you would a magical item almost sure. so uh, just that same sort of sense uh, but because this is such a concentrated form of magic it it very is very well defined for you um, so uh, it, it almost seems the fact that it is uh, more I, I hate to use the term biological magic, but right. that that sense <laughs> that like uh it, it's it's more well defined. Um, right. so um so yeah, after uh probably a, a five to six minute walk, uh, a few blocks, you uh, you reach the uh the Orion Enclave, you see Booyah turn and uh, walk in through a doorway and you see a lot of figures standing around and uh you you get a overwhelming sense of magic with the teleportation rings being present and in use in this building. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh when you walk in, um I I don't think there's any reason why all would have ever met uh Dedrick, just uh the people that would have been on the ship when you all were in the water. Um right. so uh you uh Which, do you give I don't I don't ahead. know that happened.
2: Bark doesn't know that happened, does he? Did anyone ever tell okay.
0: Um, I mean, it never came up, right? <laughs> so, um, he, he, I, if I remember correctly, he had a pretty lengthy conversation with Gerald and crass and then went on his way. Um, so, okay. Yeah. The only uh, person I
2: can think who would have told Beric is Paulo, but it is perfectly a lot of things was going on. So,
0: yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, you, do, would you have given Booyah a description of the, the man that you're on the lookout for or. Uh, I'm actually
2: not sure that I have a description, uh, of him. I think I've, we've had a description of his clothing before, but that obviously wouldn't be particularly useful other than well-dressed. Uh, but yep. I don't know that I have a description of his face in my head.
0: Um, he, he has very, very stark features. Um, a, a, fairly large nose not like comically or anything but Mm -hmm. uh, larger than average nose Um, very dark black like true black hair with shocks of gray hair on his temples and then also a a meticulously well trimmed goatee
2: Okay. then yes that's what I would have described to Booyah Uh, and I'm just Uh, hoping that he's not changed his hair or facial hair at all (laughs) yeah right
0: um so yeah um so yeah after a couple minutes uh you hear booyah go i think i think i think i see men i think that is that him and booyah points uh (laughs) on like um, right sure because you do (laughs) yeah um and so give me give me a description of being in a place that has this much magic going on what is that that sense like for Barrick
2: I would think that there would be a point at which you'd get kind of an overload and it would be really hard to distinguish individual auras from one another um yeah. you know I I mean I know what Barrick has is not fine tuned in the way of the the daredevil thing but you know the 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 Ben Affleck daredevil film where we get the really weird little like blind vision. And then when he's fighting Kingpin, it makes all the noise. It like just overloads everything. It becomes a big blur. I kind of think that's probably what it's like. It's it's, there's just too much. There's too much here for Barrick to, I would think too much here for Barrick to be able to pick out individual auras in that, in the way that he might be able to otherwise.
0: Do you have your hood pulled down concealing your, your eyes? Yes. Okay. Um,
2: uh, I would, however, be if if we're thinking of how he might recognize me. I would, however, be still wearing that amulet uh, that okay. he gave me.
0: Okay. Um. So after Booyah says that, uh, you, you're you're very overloaded with magic to the point where you can't really distinguish anything. It's just kind of all around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do hear um uh, a heavy set of feet getting louder as they step towards you, uh, very decisively, and a a figure kind of gets like really close to you and then stops suddenly and uh Beric, uh everything all right
2: and do I uh, do I recognize his voice as as yeah. being Derrick yeah uh no rather rather the opposite uh in a lot of ways i mean i'm well, I suppose, but, uh, well, and I sort of try and not sort of draw the hood up a little bit just so that my condition <laughs> can be yeah. perceived.
0: Oh, gods. That's... Gonna pull it back down. S- something else, I suppose. Um, let's... Uh should we leave, and you can tell me what's going on?
2: That's probably best i It's a very strange tale, and I don't know I don't suppose it's a dangerous thing for people to hear, but i I'd rather not have all these people that's, in on that's what's fair. happening. Uh, I've been uh, staying at a at a monastery a level down. Unless there's some place you'd prefer
0: to go. Oh, that's perfectly fine. Um, I suppose I should lead the way.
2: Uh, yes, that's that's that would be best. I I have some I have some limited perception of magic around me, but
0: nothing distinct. Very well. Well, um, and he kind of extends an elbow uh to you uh, uh and I kind of find it eventually
2: and then i I, Booyah, I um thank you for bringing me. there's no reason for you to I'll be fine oh, is this a tiny war servant? seventh uh, no this is this is my friend Booyah. Booyah Grigal.
1: <laughs>
2: yes uh, he's. He's actually wearing a rather elaborate suit of armor. I don't exactly understand how it works, but it's some sort of rather impressive piece of artifice. But he is actually a goblin inside there. Hmm. Goblin
0: in a can. Interesting.
2: Yes. Uh, anyway, yeah, I I think I'll be fine. I'll I'll be back at the monastery if, if you need me, but um I,
0: Okay. Thank you, booyah go. Thank you for your help. Um, and booyah, booyah help. And booyah takes off. Clank, 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 clank. Um, and then takes off flying. Um, <laughs> um. So you all begin making your way. Once you get out of the uh, <laughs> the uh, cacophony of magic. Uh, as it were, that is the Orient Enclave, um, you you s- begin to sense uh, out of your periphery almost, since you're walking next to uh, Dedrick, um, uh, an immense point of magic. And you see that he's wearing an amulet that is just emanating a strong concentration of magic from it. Interesting.
2: Uh, do I remember him so, wearing uh, a
0: distinctive amulet? As we make our way to the the... Um, if you, it was never uh, a point of conversation or anything notable that like stood out at you. Um, you may vaguely recall that he wore something around his neck, but it was never anything worth noting. Nothing particularly elaborate. Um, I, I assume a sky cab is, is fine. Uh,
2: it's a bit disorienting, but yes, that's probably the best way to get there.
0: It's been, uh, Quite some time since I've been in Sean. This is... The city's a lot to take in. Well,
2: you can see where the sidewalks end. I can't. (laughs) Well,
0: now, Beric, it's not a competition. Um, Fair, but I'm just saying if it was, I win. (laughs) Um, So uh, what what can you tell me about how you ended up like this.
2: My companions and I, uh, we had an errand that took us down into Kyber and we encountered a creature down there. I didn't ever get the word Dalkir, right? Did I? Yeah. You mentioned the term okay. Dalkir. Something called a Dalkir. Uh, A very powerful aberration, I think. In any case, uh, we became trapped in... It trapped us in a room. It trapped us, uh, and... In order to complete our errand, we were forced to make a deal with it. And it's... As... Payment, I suppose, is the word... I took my eyes.
1: Hmm.
0: Sounds like nasty business. I hope it uh, turns out to be worth it.
2: I'm not sure there was a better choice in the moment. I ultimately, I hope so as well. Um, I suppose time will tell.
0: So, why have you called me here? Well, that goblin that just left
2: beat me up and down a yard, a practice yard with a sword because I can't see. Reasonable. Sure. And I still have things I have to accomplish and help my companions do that it will be very dangerous, and I am afraid, I'm, I'm genuinely afraid, that I'm going to get them killed. I can perceive magical auras. I can, I can see, you know, the, the pinpoint of magic from uh, what I assume is a magical amulet you're wearing. Um, at least I think it's about where your chest would be. I can see the magic of the sky cab. I can see, I could see people's dragon marks, but not, but it's not enough. I mean, I couldn't, you know, I could, I could wave my sword at that spot on your chest, but it It doesn't tell me where you are really. It doesn't, it doesn't give me shape or depth or distance or measure or any of these things I need. I need, I need some way to be able to fight, or at least to not, if I can't do anything like that, then I'm just, it, my friends are, bring, I'm asking my companions to bring along A a waste maybe one day with lots of time I'll be able to get around well enough with a cane to not be an entire liability on them but I don't have that long they have to go and if I'm to go with them I need some way to be useful in my current state and if I if I can't find that, then I need them to go without me and find someone else to go with them. I, I don't. I don't know what you can do. I, it, maybe it's nothing. You you taught me more than swordplay. You're not the first person I've learned swordplay from. You're not the only person I was learning swordplay from in Stormreach. Lady Amarin taught me quite a lot of sword fighting, but you taught me more than that. You showed me, you showed me how to do things that were magic, but not in the way that I understood it before. So I don't know if there's anything you can do, but I need help. And Paola's not really someone I can ask right now.
0: Well, um, let's, uh, we are at the, uh, the platform. We will discuss this further once we arrive at the monastery. Right, right. Hey, how you doing? Where do you need to go? Um, you can drop you us off back down. where you picked us up. No, that, uh, you're thinking of my brother. That's not, not me.
2: Right. Sorry, uh, I need to go to the Monastery of the Broken Blade.
0: Um, like, oh, that'll be uh, that'll be five gold pieces. Yes, of course it will. And I, I'm sure Verrick has five gold pieces on him. He fishes them out. <laughs> um, and uh, you hear Daedric make some comment about five gold pieces for a cab ride. Inflation's been awful here. Um, there seems to be some kind of monopoly on cab service here. Well, Beric, welcome to, uh, There's a monopoly on everything. Sure. Um, and then the, for the duration of the sky cab ride date, uh, Daedric gets into a very lengthy conversation about, uh, free market, uh, economics with, (laughs) um, um, so, um, as you, uh, as you arrive on the platform. Um, and that is why monopolies can serve a purpose. Competition does sometimes lead to, Oh, we're here. Um, um, and, uh, he helps you out of the, out of the cab onto the platform. Um, and, uh, it's not very difficult to find the, the monastery, um, and leads you in, uh, if you are if you require rest or anything like that, you did say that the uh the goblin um smacked you around earlier um you can rest and we can begin a lesson later or if you're ready to just jump right in we can i'm I'm ready whatever
2: whatever needs to be done
0: all right um and he uh he leads you out to the the training yard uh you hear the noise of training and um says better uh wait wait here one moment okay um and you hear footsteps walking away and as he uh, does
2: I take off the cloak and set it aside and that sort of thing
0: um give me a perception check is this disadvantaged uh it's hearing based so okay. no.
2: well I've got an 11
0: okay so you can hear uh faint noises you can tell that daedric is speaking to the the head of the monastery out in the yard but you cannot pick up what he's saying okay um but you once again hear the sound of training cease and uh you hear a lot of footsteps uh getting further away from you uh but one set is getting closer it's like all right well you got your cloak off um I'm going to unsheath uh or I'm going to uh, leave my sword sheathed but just uh, use the use it sheathed just for safety's sake. Um don't want you tripping and falling on my blade or anything. Um so um I just want to get a sense of how you fight now before we begin training. So um try to strike me. I'm just going to defend myself.
2: All right. Uh and
0: uh disadvantage is a fifteen. So um your your strike is actually remarkably true. You're honing in on that amulet. Right. Um so you're you're able to uh to go right at him, but he does parry you away uh at the last moment and sidesteps and says Good, good. Now, with some footwork, please. All right. Um, so,
2: <laughs> just a side note here. I actually went out in my backyard with a wooden sword and closed my eyes and tried to do things. Yeah. And footwork. Do you know how much of your balance involves seeing? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I didn't think about that <laughs> and i fell over a lot yeah so i just wanted to point that out because my obviously my attack roll is very high, my attack modifier is very high and disadvantage just doesn't even begin to cut what goes yeah.
0: in to this now now that barrick is or now that uh daedric is moving about and forcing you to use some footwork mm-hmm. um go ahead and do a Uh, with disadvantage still, but let's add a negative five modifier onto, onto that. I think that's fair. So that's a 12. Okay. So yeah, the, uh, the having to move about a bit, um, you still, uh, it's not as wild as you maybe thought it would be with that point of reference. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but he's still able to, uh, he doesn't even swat you away that time. He just kind of sidesteps out of the way of mm-hmm. your blow. Um, and. Uh, describe, describe how Beric is swinging right now. Like, give me, give me. So
2: Beric's. Beric's got the sword just still closed. It's still sheathed in the, in the walking stick. Um, and uh, he's. Just to to get better control, he's trying to work it two handed, which is not usually how he fights. Um, but every time that he kind of tries to turn and, and shift in in the course of a fight, uh, there's this this sort of vertigo as he as he lands on the back foot as in as part of a turn and has to sort of shift fall almost you know fall backwards and catch himself. And so every every you know swings come short as his body sort of lurches sideways, he's, um, having to, to the, the, the blows are, are stuttering as he, as he, as his feet slip on the dust and he tries to right himself. Uh, so it's, it's extremely clumsy, just big, big movements, um, swiping out at that point that he can tell
0: where it is, but not exactly how far it is. Okay. Um, So, go ahead, and so, uh, Daedric says, getting a little shaky, and you see him reach up, and you see the amulet kind of float up in the air for a moment, Mm -hmm. and then go flying off to the side, and land on the ground. Mm -hmm. Again. Okay. Okay. Well, uh that's two very good rolls. So, an 18. 18. Um so uh you get the sense that uh maybe uh Daedric wasn't uh, anticipating you just lunging straight forward. Mm-hmm. Um and so you you feel um the sword gain purchase with his chest for a second. Mm-hmm. He kind of steps back and you you feel uh his sheathed rapier uh, knock, uh, knock. Your sort of ways, like, very good. Um, n- now, with footwork, and right? You hear shuffling and moving about, and you're trying to through the sound, um, right? So you hear him shuffling about a bit. Um, so give me the give me the roll, still with the negative five. Yep. Uh, ten. Okay. Uh, give me just one moment to grab my dice because stuff's happening. Um. Okay. So, um, you lunge and you feel a sharp pain in mm-hmm. the uh, knuckles of your left hand. Is Barrack right-handed or left-handed? Barrack is right-handed. Right-handed. So um, yeah, you feel a sharp pain in the knuckles of your left hand and you hear uh, a much sterner, yet still familiar voice saying, that's not how you fight. All right. So Beric again, straightens up,
2: he takes the left hand off the sword um, and sort of shifts uh, a little bit, bringing the, the sword up centered in front of him uh with the with the left hand held back a little bit towards his chest and listens to try and find some idea of where the voice was and where the feet are uh and then guesses and, and just sort of swipes sideways swipes laterally
0: at that point <laughs> 9 9 so um you you guessed vaguely correctly, but certainly nowhere near, uh, correct. And you actually stumble a bit, um, losing your balance. Um, and, uh, you, uh, you feel, uh, the, the rapier hit the back of your, your knee that like lunge too far forward and cause the, the imbalance and set. And you hear the voice say, you know how to fight, stop fighting against yourself and fight me.
1: So um
2: Barrett resumes his guard uh comes forward into sort of a, a again a somewhat like a fencing stance uh and tries to to find Through through hearing following that that voice and feeling trying to feel where the sword that struck him would need to be to hit him in the way it did.
0: Eleven. Eleven. Um, So, yeah, you you sense that the voice was behind you, so you try to pivot around and uh, swing. um, But. Once again, you you swing and just find nothing, Um, and you hear the voice very close into your left ear um, say, um, you said that I taught you more than swordplay. I taught you magic. Use it. And you feel a sharp pain in your back as he thwaps you again.
2: Okay. So. So, Barrack. Hmm, I'm trying to think if I can do this with the sword sheathed. Uh Beric. Beric says. Nothing. Nothing of the magic you taught me won't harm you. If I manage to hit you, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to
0: accidentally harm you. You hear the voice uh, chortle slightly and say when I was training you before you took the magic that I was teaching you and lashed out with it and you hear another like thwap at the outside of your left thigh that is a novice's tool I ask you to use the magic in you to see there's magic in me you can see magic and you feel a pain on your right thigh on the outside see it
2: okay so the first thing i do is i um i shift and i i I turn towards him uh and i extend the left hand um and and bring the blade up into the (laughs) the obi-wan kenobi stance i'm sure there's a tai chi term for it but that's what everyone knows knows it from uh at least everyone who listens to this podcast. Uh and the um air uh the air around me starts to, to sort of ripple. Uh and this is a blur effect, so it's gonna give him disadvantage on his on his attack rolls against me. Okay. Um, if we're, I mean, are we, do you want me to bother with, with the action economy here? Cause that, that would be an action.
0: Uh, no, I'm not worried about the, uh, the action economy here. Okay. Um, so go ahead and give me another, uh, another role. Um, okay.
2: Uh, attack. on, on this one, I will, uh, you know, bring the sword up and then draw it out of the blade, and as I do, uh, I sort of run my let my finger let one of my let part of my hand run down the blade, um, which I have not done in a long time, and as the blood touches the blade the uh, the blade lights up uh, with with flame, and I will attack again.
0: Oh, that's much better. uh that will be a twenty. oh. Okay. Natural 20 or just... No, no. That's what you uh, okay, Yeah. Modified 20. Okay. Go ahead and do some damage for me. Okie dokie.
2: Nice. Uh, that is nine
0: plus seven. Uh, so that'd be sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you slash and you feel or you you feel not slash, but or yeah, you rain your finger down the blade. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You feel the slash across uh his uh chest, and for a brief moment, you see a flicker of. Uh, magic, like a quick little flash that quickly dies out. Um, give me a dexterity saving throw with disadvantage. Okay. Seven. Okay. So as soon as you uh, have a brief moment of, uh, I don't know if satisfaction is the right word, but, uh, uh victory. <laughs> um, you all of a sudden feel, uh, both of your feet are no longer in contact with the ground. <laughs> in fact, are swiftly headed up to where your head should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and you feel the ground make impact with your, your back just flat as you land on the ground and kind of gasp for air for a moment. Um, and you hear, a voice that's clearly like squatting down next to you. Um, Well swung,
1: but you're swinging about
0: like a blind man with a sword. You're doing what you can, and what you can will get you killed. You've known me, Beric, I'm not a man of words. But I respect the power of words, for that's what made me what I am. And there's a specific set of words that I was taught. Others had heard them, contemplated them, and so on, but I understood them. They changed me. What was I before I heard those words? I was nothing. They're the teachings that have guided me for a long time that there's power in you and you feel a hand grasp around your wrist and pull you to a sitting position. And you hear kind of a thud on the ground as, uh, Daedric sits on the ground near you, uh, clearly still facing you. Um, and you actually, uh, Give give me a perception check. With disadvantage or no? No.
2: That was very close. Very nearly a natural one. That
0: would be disappointing. 24. (laughs) Okay, so as you're being pulled up into a seated position, you see a quick uh, flash of light as you realize that the amulet uh, has gone flying back to Daedric and you see him slip it on over his head. Interesting. And you see him sit down on the ground across from you facing you.
2: you you're you saying there's power in you. Uh, forgive me if that seems vague to me. Of uh, uh, You could say that of many people. Um,
0: I'm not saying that there's power in me. I'm saying there's power in you. There's power in everyone. Skill, talent, uh, ambition, they're all tools, but ultimately they're all a lie. There's only us. There's only that which gives us fervor. And through that fervor, we gain fortitude. And through the fortitude, we can influence the world around us, which ultimately leads to our triumph. That's the only way that we're no longer prisoners to those around us. All right. Our blood is what sets
1: us free. You mean... Our blood, um, like the sword,
2: like when I have cut myself with the sword and it gives the sword an additional power, it it sets fire to the sword.
0: That is one way it can manifest. Yes, there's all different ways that the magic that's contained within every living, breathing thing can manifest. And far too often we are fearful of what that means. Look at the way that, I mean, the history of this city and the the aberrant marked individuals, how they were treated, how they were feared. Because the magic within them manifests in a way that scared people. Some rightfully so. I'm not saying that they were uh, innocent. Some of them did commit crimes. Many yes. did not. But either way, they are pariahs now. Because, all because people are afraid of what an individual can do when they let go. when they stop trying to fit in a box, when they stop doing what they were taught, what they were told, how they think they should fight, how they think a blind man should act.
2: I did something earlier that I didn't know I could do. A man was following us, and and I turned, and he started to run, and I, I stopped him. I, I reached out, and I stopped him. He just, I, I held him. I, I, lift, I could move him. I didn't know I could do that, and I don't understand how I did it.
0: Well, that was you interacting with him. It's no different than if you would have grabbed him around his collar and held him still. Just you did it through your connection that you have to everything, that we all have to everything. All we have to do is see it.
2: So... You say everyone, everyone has power in them that is through their blood. You mean... This sounds simple and forgive me, I'm trying to understand. You mean blood is is just inherently magic? Living blood is just it contains magical rea- magical force, magical power? I, I don't Bear it. That, that sounds excessively simple. I'm sorry. I
0: We are creatures that get up, walk about, speak, feel Love, hate, desire, and it's all fueled by something that, when spilled on the ground, looks no different than Ondarian wine. Do you really think it's absurd to call that magical? I mean, there's something in all of us that gives us that capacity. And by forcing ourselves to, to reckon with that, um, to to exert ourselves against the world, a conflict forces one to better oneself. It forces change and growth, uh, adaption, evolution, even death. But still, death is just... A step. Based on what you've told me, you know that better than anybody.
2: I do, I suppose. I've always been taught to... When I've sought the power that I have, when I've sought the magic that I have, I have always reached out to something else, either to the Silver Flame, or to the pact that I have inherited. I'm not sure that I understand, other than I have... Obviously, I did it earlier, but I'm not sure I understand how to deliberately reach
0: in. Well stop reaching out and you feel a hand wrap itself around your wrist and yank you onto your feet. I'm going to fight you now. I want you to forget that you're blind. I want you to put that out of your mind. In fact, And you feel um, something cover the front part of your face. And you feel hands tying a knot behind your head. And then you feel a playful like finger flicking on your forehead as you kind of start back at that. You just have a blindfold on. Take it off at any time. Fight me like you fought me before. You know where I am. You can hear me stepping. You can hear me breathing. I've seen you fight people trying to sneak up behind you. Couldn't see them. Could you? No. I have fought individuals who have turned invisible in front of my very eyes. I couldn't see them. Still landed a few licks in. All right. So, and you hear the familiar ringing of a rapier being unsheathed.
2: I'll try and I resume the, the stance sword high.
0: Um, that is a 18.
2: Do I have all of my AC bonuses at the moment? Would you have all of your AC bonuses at the moment? Well, all my AC—I mean, I don't wear any oh. armor. My AC bonuses come from—I have one from the sword. I—I I get to add my charisma because I'm a Kensei and then my dexterity. I just didn't know if being blind would—well, being blind would give him advantage.
0: Yeah. Ah, twenty-two. That'll hit. <laughs> um, so. Uh, you feel a sharp pain on uh just below your right shoulder, um, mm-hmm. kind of where your bicep and your shoulder muscle meet, um, and you hear a voice firmly say, Stop saying try. Just do it. And for a moment you you get a a bit of a longer uh with that pain, mm-hmm. uh, a brief uh flash of where the cut was on your arm, uh kind of flashing a bit.
1: All right.
2: So Barak Beric tries to let go. He tries to just just attack to not try. He doesn't try to listen. He just lets instinct lead him in the direction of the sword that just struck him. Uh, assuming we're still at a negative five, that's a 13.
0: Okay. Um, so yeah, quickly or easily, he steps out of the way um, and you feel a clanging as his uh, sword swats yours to the ground and you hear him say, it is our goal to be stronger, to achieve our potential and not rest upon our loyals. We are seekers, not shepherds. And he, Rolls a 19. Uh, that would hit. Okay. So another uh, glancing blow at your other arm. Um, and with this one, you get a flash of light. But you also, for a brief moment, um, like see an outline of Daedric in front of you. Like with the blinding pain as he stabs you, you get this brief moment, uh, this flash. Um, go ahead and roll. And I, I go for it. uh 14 14 um he you're you seize that moment but he you're a bit too slow and he swats it out of the way and immediately tries to press the advantage that is a 21 yep um so this time uh he doesn't go for a slash so you feel his blade puncture into uh the meat of like your pectoral muscle just very shallow (gasps) but he mm-hmm. just holds it there for a second and says, Oh, without pain, victory has no meaning. Without pain, one does not advance. Without pain, there is only stagnation. And you feel uh, pressure in your gut as he kind of kicks you away. And you once again see a flash of him in front of you that lasts just a little bit longer.
2: Okay, uh, I'm going to... Again, uh Barry, you know, catch- stabilizes himself, um uh takes a stance, uh, and then just sort of flows into an upward slash at that phantom outline. Seven. Seven? It's like being level one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so yeah, he uh like you you go for it, but the fact that he kicked you away, you have to take a couple steps, and you just stumble and kind of drop to a knee um, as you feel kind of a a crunch as a knee makes contact with your cheekbone. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you're kind of kneeling there, uh, you hear him say, unless your victory is achieved by demonstrating that your power is superior to your foe, then it is only an illusion. Temporary at best, you must seek more. And for a long, like, as he's like, for lack of a better term, kind of berating you, mm-hmm. you see the, like, magical outline of his legs standing there over you. Okay. Uh, This time,
2: when I see it, I want to grab at it with telekinesis like I did with the guy in the alley. So that requires a strength
0: saving throw from him. That would be a 10. Cool. Uh, So
2: I grab. uh, I just, I just, I just bear just shouts and just lunges his, his left hand forward. And I'm going to just
0: throw him 20 feet backwards. Okay. Um, so yeah, you hear crashing as uh, wood breaks and um, you see the amulet go flying backwards and all of a sudden come to a sudden stop with the crashing noise. And he stands up and you hear laughter as he's kind of brushing himself off. One who has freed themselves from all restrictions has reached perfection, the potential fulfilled, and he's walking back towards you. Perfect strength, perfect power, perfect destiny. I can see him walking back towards me? Yes. You see an outline of Daedric walking back towards you. And he uh, clearly is not in an aggressive stance anymore. His sword is just next to him. As he walks up and forcefully rips the blindfold away from your face and onto the ground why
2: why do I see you? what am i seeing what what you're seeing magic just like you did before
1: i'm i'm seeing
2: I'm seeing your life. I'm
0: seeing your essence. What what am I <sighs> Yeah, you're you're seeing magic. You're seeing the blood within me. Blood is your servant and your master. Your teacher and companion, your weapon and your tool. Know it and you know <laughs> you know everything. Master it and you master everything. Strive for perfection, and it shall reward you, as it has.
1: I... I don't know what to say. Um... I didn't know this was possible.
0: Of course you didn't. Very few do. It is a power known to very few and mastered by even few. We seek to find the truth in this world. And the only truth we have found is the power that lies within. Everything else will fail. Everything else will let you down, except what's inside.
2: I don't think I can say I fully understand. But,
1: but, but the evident I, I mean you,
0: I didn't teach you anything here today. I imparted some knowledge to you. But I didn't teach you anything. You you were capable of this since before I met you. Everybody is capable of this. It's a question of whether or not they will allow themselves to go there. It was a moment that you were on the ground, defeated, unable to beat me, that you finally let go and threw me a very long way, (laughs) tore my clothes. (laughs) I will send you the bill.
2: I I will gladly pay your your tailor bill. I uh, I
0: all I've done is given you the basic tenets. The the basic tenets of the blood of vol.
2: I think this might be the moment. Where barrack where it clicks in barrack's head that that name is on the list, yeah of Reen. and so barrack barrack is just silent his 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 mouth kind of half opened as if he was about to speak, and then. I didn't I suppose it will not surprise you as I am have grown up in the Church of the Flame. I did not know the tenets of the blood of Vol, um I am also A long time ago, I learned a list of people who were of family names that were attached to this pact that I bear. And one of them was Vol.
0: Oh, well, um, I know nothing of the namesake of our faith. I simply, that's the name of our church, the origin of vol um i've heard some stories about uh house of all it was an elven house that was destroyed back during one of the wars that the elves had against each other um but uh, i i think it's taken more now as wasted opportunity the blood of uh the blood of the lost if that makes any sense because so many people uh, deny their gift, ignore their gift. That's where the name comes from in in relation to our faith. I I know nothing I of see. anybody actually named Bowl.
2: I see. Um. I had <laughs> I had never made the connection between the two before, uh, but
0: you're, yes, I'm sure it's nothing. Give me, I, hmm? give me either a perception or arcana check. Oh, I would definitely go with arcana. Seventeen. You notice, You don't notice anything.
1: Okay. <laughs> um.
2: Most uh, of the people that I have ever spoken to about. The where I've heard of the blood of all have tended to simply associate it with, with undeath. Uh, I'm sure that's a holdover of the war, but this is what you're saying sounds like the opposite of
0: death. In a way, yes. Um, like I said, death is merely a, a step, an evolution it's not something to to fear or to uh to even welcome it's just a thing it's the way somebody would welcome you step once with the left foot and then you welcome the right footstep that's just um it's just a thing and yes, yes. Uh, my my faith does um utilize The services of the undead from time to time, I never have personally, but um, I'm sure that you don't agree with uh, everything the Church of the Silver Flame does either.
2: No, I I suppose not.
0: But all that to say, I do have to go. Yes. There is a seeker near here on this level. I sent word to him that if you would seek guidance you were to be welcomed.
1: Thank you. Um,
2: I will I will think on what you've told me. I I don't have words to thank you for for this, for coming, for showing this to me for unlocking this inside me i
1: i don't know what to say or why you took the time
0: but thank you there was a time where you solicited my services and i don't like to leave a job undone If you need me again, do not hesitate to use your walking, talking, goblin, warforged phone <laughs> to get in touch. And if you ever are looking for work, guidance, an adventure, uh, come meet me in the the Pirate Isles in Lazar. And I'm sure that... Uh, Working together would be just as fun as uh, stabbing each other in the training ground of a monastery in Sean.
2: Thank you. I will. I will think on that too.
0: Excellent. Well, um, are you fine here? You said you were staying here.
2: Yes, I'm staying here.
0: Well, then I wish you good fortune. And think think on what I've told you. Stop reaching out for help. Look inward. Thank you. And he turns on his heel and begins walking away. end of episode. We hope cool. that you all have enjoyed. This, uh, n- very normal length episode of Eberron reduced. Um, but, uh, we, I, I had a good time recording it. I hope. Yeah. did too. Um, now everyone needs to
2: imagine this super cu- I- intercut with a training montage
0: of Dex learning bear stuff. Yes. While 80s uh, rock plays in the background. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we just, uh, want to give a big thank you uh, to all of you for listening. If you want to be part of the conversation surrounding this episode, head on over to Facebook uh, to our group, The Geek Pantheon. Uh, We also have a Twitter and Instagram at The Geek Pantheon. We would like to give a big thank you to all of our amazing patrons. Uh, If you would like to join that community, head on over to patreon.com slash The Geek Pantheon. We actually have a goal right now where if we can hit uh, 50 community members, uh, which we are currently nine away from that goal, um, we will live stream the finale of Emberon Renewed. So when we are recording the final session, you will get to watch live as we of, deal with Of that. this campaign. Of this campaign. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes of this campaign. Um, uh, in addition to that, because that might be a little ways down the road, um, we will also record a uh, and live stream a one-shot for you all that the uh, the exact specifications of will be decided on if and when we reach that goal. Um, so if you've been considering it uh, hop on over there, uh, what tier you join in at does not matter. Just as long as you join the community, uh, you get to be in the discord, get to be a part of that. It's a lot of fun. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, also just want to uh, do my due diligence from a content creator standpoint and give a big thank you to David Gator and all the other team that made Knights of the Old Republic with which this episode was heavily <laughs> influenced. Um, <laughs> So thank you, David Gator, who wrote all of this stuff that I modified. Um, and Let, yeah, hopefully let's that will be. Honest, protect, you just need to thank
2: from- Bioware for your life as a
0: GM. Well, that's fair. Um, but uh yeah, just hopefully this from a legal standpoint will cover <laughs> our butts. Um, but yes, uh, uh, the house of mouse will come after us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, thank you all once again so much for listening. Once again, I'm your Dungeon Master Eric, and I'm Philip, and we will see you next time.